Danny Pena didn't know that when his grandmother gave him a gaming console, that years later he'd be playing video games, getting paid for it, and playing a billionaire. Wait till you hear this story on episode number 506 of The School of Podcasting. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your very own professional podcast mentor, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, we help you massage your message. We help you flatten that learning curve, tackle the technology, face your fears, and get you on the road to successful podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Don't forget, just a little bit of time left here. The doors close. If you want to join the School of Podcasting, doors close April 1st. So go over to schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER and sign up today. And wow, a couple of things before we get to Danny Pena. I want to let you know that if you're thinking going to Podcast Movement, I will be there. I'll be holding a Q&A session there. And you can save 40 bucks off by using the coupon code SOP40 when you go to podcastmovement.com. This is the conference for podcasters. It's the big one. In fact, the very first time you'll hear today that I really got to know Danny Pena was at Podcast Movement. And uh, it's a long conversation today, but let me tell you, here's what you're going to learn today. First things first, free doesn't last. Yeah, building your things on things that are free, not a good idea. That the party of the year that Danny planned, yeah, take a little time. You're going to find out that it, it helps to know more about your audience than just their age and their sex. Because in this case, Danny found somebody who shared his audience demographic and brought them in. In this case, it was musicians. You're going to learn that Danny is always, always, always straight with his audience and that trust is everything. It takes a long time to earn it and it's very, very powerful and it can be lost with a single bad decision. You're going to learn that Danny always brings his audience along as part of the journey and that it took him a little while to get on your ready for this. CBS radio, we're going to learn some time management tips. Like how is it that Danny has a full-time job, a girlfriend and a podcast, and then flies all over the world to play video games. And the other thing that I learned as I listened to this earlier, Danny, and you'll hear him say this, I'm just me. And the thing I loved about it is because towards the end of this conversation, you're going to hear Danny go, Hmm, you know what? That's a good question. And here's the thing I loved about it. Danny was saying that because he thought it was a good question, where I've had other people on my show, I'll go, so tell me, why did you write the book? And they'll go, yeah, that's a good question. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a normal question. So Danny is always real. And I love that when I heard that. I was like, there's a guy that's not stroking my ego. He really had to think about that a second. So without further ado, let's get to Hall of Fame podcaster, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio. Everything we talk about today, including some of the clips and things that he mentions, we will have out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 506. Well, joining me, we're kicking the tires on uh, Zencaster tonight. Hall of Fame podcaster and uh, a little background on this. Here's the cool thing. When Danny was inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're naming the names, it's like Adam Curry. And I'm like, oh, cool. Todd Crocker and cool. Leo Laporte, cool. Danny Pena. I was like, Who? And so I go to Podcast Movement, and it just so happened that we we're at the bar. Everybody was at the bar just hanging out. And I get next to Danny, and the more I talk to him, the more I'm like, oh, this guy is so cool. Your story is so awesome. And we both have said, man, I wish we had recording going on that night because it was a really good conversation. But uh, mm -hmm. yes, Hall of Fame podcaster, GamertagRadio.com. Danny, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Uh, thanks, Dave. I'm a huge fan of your show. I listen to it every week. I'm very picky with podcasts. So yours is, is pretty up there in my list, man. So I, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I've seen you twice now, and this is something I've noticed. Where you see Danny Pena, you will see his audience. And and that's kind of one of the themes that I've noticed when I hear – I've heard you talk now uh, a couple times. And this is what I'm trying to stress to people is it's all about your audience. It's not about the tech, things like that. Because when you were at podcast uh, – when you got inducted into the Hall of Fame at uh, Podcast Movement, you know, right there in the front row, I think, you had your uh, your fans with you. And uh, last weekend or two weeks ago, whatever it was, podfest.us, uh, there you were. And we go to a meetup 
and you invited your your uh, listeners in, and there they were. And it was like, so this is a guy that whenever he gets a chance is hanging with his listeners. And I just, to me, I think we can all kind of like take note of that. Yeah, definitely. Because to me, community is super important to me. Um, you know, they're the first ones that are going to be downloading the show. They're the ones that subscribe to your show. They're the ones that are basically your street team. They're the ones going to be spreading the word to everyone about your show too. So it's like, why not give thanks and, and just engage with them? Because I feel that a lot of Packers, podcasters nowadays, they just focus too much on the whole marketing and front page of iTunes. And I don't know. It's just like, to me, that's not that's not the way for you to make your show even bigger, like taking it to the next level. You know, to me, engaging with my audience and just doing little meetups here and there because we travel a lot. So every time I go to a city, I'll mention on the show, I'm going to be, let's say, New York City. Let's meet up. Please contact me. They'll, a couple people will hit me up and I'll tell them, uh, let's meet up here. You know, I get, I get them, um, buy them drinks, food, everything. We just chat and we just talk about everything, especially about video games. And, and then I start asking them about um, the podcast, whether things that they like, things they don't like. You know, I feel that meeting people face to face is like the most powerful thing, man. People are never going to forget that experience, you know, so I think that's super important to me. Well, that's it. And you're you're fanning the flames. Those people, when they leave the next day and they go to school or they're hanging out with their friends or whatever, they're like, man, you're not going to believe what I did last night. They're like, I was hanging out with Danny. I was with Danny, man. It's so cool. Right? <laughs> you're not going to get that that type of vibe through Twitter or, or Facebook. Like, it's cool engaging people through that. But man, face to face is like it's something else, man. I love it. You can't beat it. Yeah. You know, your your it was your grandmother that bought you your first gaming system. Yes, my grandmother bought me uh, an Atari twenty six hundred back in the eighties. Um, that was the time that it was fifty bucks. So she got three consoles. It was for me and from and my cousins. So uh, one of the first games that I played from the from that system was uh, uh, Pac Man and Defenders. And Excellent. That system basically changed my life. Like she's the reason why. Uh, I'm podcasting about video games because of that gaming system. The other thing that's interesting is you started off with like cassette decks and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Way before there was a podcast, you were you were making your own little radio shows and, and you're making a lot of videos. It sounds like you just walked around school all day with a video camera. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. Like I, I'm, I've always been into video and editing. And the thing is, I didn't have like, I didn't have no software or equipment for that. So I remember... I will mess around, like we'll do like little movies or music videos and I'll edit from v two VCRs and a mixer because my cousin, he used to be a DJ. So I used his uh, mixer from the turntables connected to my um, my VCRs and just edit, edit my, my, my videos like that for a long time. Then um, I went to TV production, like I went to school for that. And then um, when I was in New York, I wanted to start doing like a radio show, um, internet radio show. And I, my first show I recorded on, on a tape recorder. And I, every time I record from that, I'll connect my, my radio or tape recorder to the computer and then convert that in real time, convert that to MP3. And that's how I started <laughs> doing the whole audio thing online and stuff. So this is the days that there was no iTunes, there was no podcast, no RSS feed like that. And the only thing that was taken off at the time was mp3.com. Yes, mp3.com. For those that don't know, mp3.com at that time in 2000, 2001, this was a website for, for music artists. So every time a listener is streaming their music, mp3.com will pay them. So I was the first person that basically came up with a, a, an internet radio show on mp3.com. And there was a lot of gamers that were streaming my show or downloading it and i got paid from that so my first check that i ever received from that was 500 dollars. and this is the time that internet radio was like super new uh yeah. back in 2001 and stuff so i was like man i could start a business with this this is like super awesome oh my god <laughs> y'all take a 500 dollars check today forget 2000 but see now a podcast we get like a 500 dollars check and they're like oh my god i made it you know <laughs> this yeah. is you know i i know um you were there at the during PodFest. And, and, and the reason why I mentioned those things is because I want to show podcasters that you don't need a super expensive equipment 
to start a show. Start small and then slowly build it, you know, build it up and and buy better equipment and so on later on. But just let the to me, content is important, man. Content and just community. That that that's what is gonna help your show. Not because you have like the most expensive mic, you know? So so back then, right, you, you got your mp3.com station going. What were you doing to to build your community back then? Well back then it's crazy because I remember I released my first show for this video game called the Fandy Star Line. It was for for those that don't know, it's a, an online RPG game. So it's it's me plus three other people will get together and do like quests and battle bosses. But the thing was, we used to play this through a 56k modem. There was no DSL, no broadband, nothing that. It was just strictly 56k modem, but I was playing with other gamers around the world. So I was like, man, I want to talk about this game with other people. And I'm going to invite people online to discuss about about the game. So um, I will record it and I'll post the show online. And then for some weird reason, the community found it and it was just, it was everywhere. So like a lot of major gaming websites talked about the show and I was I was just like amazed that like, it was going around like that, you know. And there was this is a time that there was no social media; it was strictly forums or uh, Yahoo chat or little yeah. things like that. So that's how the word just went around, just like that. So well, this is the one thing I, I, I'm was always dying to hear because I remember when MP3.com. It was like at the time it was like this huge thing. And this is where I always tell people when they, I always say, you know, someday Facebook might bite the dust and people are like, oh, you're crazy. It's bigger than a country. And I'm like, I remember, you know, MySpace and I remember MP3.com. What happened? Because eventually they got sued. They got basically shut down and sold and bought and sued and bought and sold and sued. It basically ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what happened at that point? Because did you, did you have any kind of website that your fans were going to, or did they just go up and smoke with mp3.com? Um, honestly, I remember they mp3.com sent us an email saying, Oh, we're going to shut it down and everything. And I was like, man, you know, I don't have the money to be paying for, for hosting. So I'm going to do this, you know? So they shut it down and, and me like an idiot, I forgot to save a lot of the, of the show episodes. I, I totally forgot to do that. Mm. So everything basically got erased. Um, so that's why I always say guys, those podcasters free doesn't last. So I'd rather <laughs> pay for hosting instead of some free, con- free uh, hosting, you know? So, cause you but never did you know. Even, did you even have a chance to say, find me at gamertag dot, you know, no, uh, I had put it, <laughs> I, I even created a angelfire.com page <laughs> at that time too. That didn't work. Um, and then I tried live 365 at that time yeah. too. Um, and I know there was like a certain amount of free minutes that you could yeah. upload your content. If you wanted more minutes, you had to pay. It was just like a hassle. And then I found this other website called Ampcast. It's similar to mp3.com. Um, and I had my content through there, but this one you had to pay. So I did it for a while. Then I took a long break cause I was a promoter down in Miami, Florida for a music label. So I took a long break. And then in 2005, that's when I finally created Gamertag Radio. And I forgot how I found Lipson. I can't remember exactly how I found it, but I started putting my content through there, my, my, all my episodes through Lipson back in 05. So you and me both. Um, so you start your podcast um, and then the, the little bit of tidbit there that, that kind of snuck in there, you used to promote, you were a record promoter. So how did you take some of those skills and apply it to your podcast? Like I said, just meeting people. I When I created a show, this is the time that podcasting wasn't that big. There was no podcast in iTunes yet. Because <laughs> uh, when we launched, we launched back in February of 2005. I believe iTunes added podcasts around June or July of 2005 so what i was doing i was promoting locally so i'll i'll create a flyer and let's say like a big game comes out at midnight i'll go to the stores locally and just meet up with other gamers and tell them about the show record interviews like why are you buying this game and then i give them the flyer and then i pass out a flyer and i'll go all over the the city of miami passing out flyers and that's how we spread the word 
about it. See, and that's beautiful because all those people, we're all vain. We don't want to admit this, but we are. Mm-hmm. You know, every single person, when you said, yeah, I'm interviewing you for this radio show, you know they went back to listen to it because they wanted to see if they made the air. And what happened, they will also mention that to their friends or family members, and it just goes around, around, around. And to me, that is the best way to spread the word about your show instead of this whole Twitter bombing and and all that oh. stuff. And here's the thing too, Dave, that I noticed too, that's a lot of podcasters. They have so many followers on Twitter and Facebook, but why is it that they're not getting a lot of downloads? Why are they putting so much energy on getting so many like high numbers, like followers on Twitter and Facebook? Why is that? But then when it comes to the podcast, eh, 100 downloads. Yeah. Something something is off there, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm happy what I have, you know, the amount of followers I have um, on Facebook and other social media websites. But to me, my focus is the podcast. That to me is important. Well, that and the other thing you have that they don't, I bet you have names of people. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, that's the difference. That was one of my little mantras a couple of years ago was names, not numbers. I, I, It's cool to have downloads, but when you know their names and you can say, you know, whatever, Julie has blonde hair and, and Rick has red hair or whatever, and you can describe them and you, you actually know them. It's like you said, that's, you know, if this was a business, that's your sales force. Exactly. And they're out there telling people about your show. Mm-hmm. And here's two things that happened to us back in 2005. Again, for, I'm not focusing on iTunes at all. One of the things that happened to us was, okay, first we released the episode. This is like literally like within 24 hours, I get an email from the community manager at Xbox. She works at Microsoft at that time. And she wanted to interview us. I was like, sure, let's let's do it. So she put, she interviewed us and she put us on Xbox.com. And she also put us, like, when you turn on the video game console, you know, they show the dashboard. And once, once the dashboard loads up, you see a message, oh, go to xbox.com, I interview Gamertag Radio. So those gamers, they got to see that through their console or the website, right? Then a couple months later, there was a new console coming out from Xbox. I think they made a deal with MTV to reveal the new system on the on like on the network and stuff. And I found out a couple gamers that went to that event, it was recorded. So I, uh, let's say the event they recorded on a Thursday, I interviewed them Friday morning on our show. They basically spilled the beans about everything that was going to happen, <laughs> right? So I I uploaded the show, the interview for like, it was up for like maybe an hour. I get a call from Microsoft, please take it down. Please take it down. It was too late. It was already everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. All the ma- major gaming media uh, had the, the, the interview. They talked about it. Everything right before... They aired it on MTV. Nice. So, you know, little things like that, like it wasn't even planned. It was just something that, right. you know, me as a fan, let me record this interview and see what happens after that, you know. But that's the thing. I think that if you have the right people listening to your show and you have the right content and it's something that is going to get people's attention, it's going to go around. When I did the presentation at PodFest, I didn't mention anything about iTunes until like almost the end because I was I asked everybody, how many times do you think we were featured on the front page of iTunes from 2005 all the way to 2014? Zero times. And we managed to be on CNN, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, MTV True Life. Uh, I was on, on Eminem's uh, series radio station. You know, like I... I I mentioned I show all that stuff without me depending so much on iTunes, man. You know, right. and it was because two things: meeting the right people, networking, engage with the community, promoting in a different way that without this crazy spam that that we see nowadays, and just you know, just release great content, and that's it. That's the most simplest thing, man. You know, and if I could do it, I, I feel that other podcasts could do the same thing. You know, and it doesn't matter what type of topic or genre it doesn't matter you know as long as it's good that's it as long as it's good well let's back up just a second so this microsoft person calls you how did she hear about you somebody told her and and i've never this is the first time me talking to this person you know and she was the one that she was basically basically the first person that contacted us from a major company 
and, and she helped us a lot. And she was the one that dedicated the Hall of Fame award during a podcast movement at the Academy of Podcasters. I mentioned her because uh, recently, last year, she uh, mentioned that, um, that she had breast cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Now she's cancer free. But I was holding that that uh, idea, like, man, I'm going to dedicate this to her for months, for months. I didn't mention that to my crew, my my, my co-hosts, my family, no one. And I mentioned that at the awards and stuff. So, you know, I feel that as a podcaster, I, I feel that it's good to give back, give back to the community, your listeners, your people that helped you throughout the years. You know, before I mentioned thanks to my family, I said thanks to my listeners. You know, because I feel that they're the ones that have been there since day one. When I had crappy audio (laughs) all the way to now. And and so, one of the ways you've been shaping your community are through these events that you started holding. Yes. And uh, so, so talk a little bit about those. Yeah. Well, the first event, um, we got nominated for the Podcast Awards back in 2006. I got excited. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. You know, we got nominated for the first time. Best gaming podcast. So... Um, I, I, I talked to my cousin and like, Hey, can, is it okay for me to have a party at your office? And he was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Invite your people. So I was like, all right. I invited 50 people, some friends and a lot from our listeners locally from Miami. And I told them, bring your, bring your own console, bring your TVs, bring your, your controllers. We're going to play and celebrate. So we did that. We have 50 people at the event and then Throughout the years, we made a, we had another party. So the first party, we had 50 people. Then the second party, we had a bigger venue, bigger everything, more tournaments. I had music performances with, with independent artists here from Miami. And we had then 500 people. So then from there... So let's hold on a second. Yeah. So this is basically a big party. You got live music. So so we're getting our jam on as we're playing video games? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and also a bunch of giveaways. So a lot of companies will send us free games or T-shirts or, you know, goodies to give away to the crowd. And it was totally free. Totally nice. free. Totally free. So the third party, bigger venue. Now we're in the downtown area of Miami. And we had now more performances, more tournaments, more of everything. And we had 800 people now. So then my business partner was like, his name is Pete. He was like, Danny, this is like the day after the this party. He was like, dude, let's have a party during Super Bowl weekend here in Miami. I was like, dude, I don't know, man. That's like kind of crazy because, yeah, we're getting our community. They're coming from everywhere, from all over the country. Some even came from like Canada and, and Puerto Rico. And I was like, it's going to be really, really expensive to fly down here in Miami or get a hotel and everything how are we gonna pull this off you know he's like dude let's start spreading the word from now and we did it for like a year so then we had our party we had so much stuff that companies were sending us to give away that we had to rent a u-haul truck just for <laughs> giveaways so i had committee members that came down and a lot of them they were sharing rooms like that and and some of them they were like hey we'd like to help you guys so they went to my house and they were just helping me out with everything. So then I found out that the Miami New Times named us the number one Super Bowl party to attend Holy during so- Super Bowl weekend. And dude, let me tell you, I was super nervous when I read that because I was like, oh my God, they put us up there higher than Pepsi, higher than Playboy, higher than a bunch of concerts. And the reason why is because we had it for free, but we got sponsors through gaming companies that, that were at the event, Twiki Games and EA Sports and so on. Then I find out that EA Sports talked about us on ESPN. They had like a Madden ball tournament. So like a bunch of a uh, bunch of football players will play Madden and 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 so on. So they had it's like a huge tournament. They do this every single year during Super Bowl weekend. So they talked about us like oh Gamer Tag Radio, Community Vibes on ESPN, right? So then I found out Sony Picture wanted to record our, our event. So they also came to the party and they recorded this and it was all over the world. They had it on Animax and also Sci-Fi in Australia. Jeez. And oh also oh, we had people lined up 6.30 in the morning. Our party started at 
Um, we had people that came from all over, all over the country, even from Japan and Canada, wow. Puerto Rico. And wait, uh, you just said something that like we just kind of your party starts at six thirty. Yes. No, actually three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. And when do people start lining up? Six thirty in the morning. They, That's crazy. They, they basically some of them parked by the club and slept inside of their car, waiting for the party to begin. And so, how long were you promoting this before it actually happened? Mm, almost a year. Okay, so that's the cool thing. It's like, it's the event. You got to be here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be off the hook. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and and we had our party. thousand people showed up. Holy thousand God. plus. It was perfect because some of them came for Super Bowl weekend, and it was like the perfect time for them. Oh, we could hang out with Godfrey and, and everybody else, uh, for Gamer Tag Radio. Like, it was like... It was perfect, too, you know, when it comes to that. And then a lot of video game companies got to see that. So 2K Games hired us to have a community party for their game, Mafia 2. Uh, we had we worked with them and Playboy, and we did it in, in Miami and New York the same week. We had two parties, and that was that was an amazing event. And here's the crazy thing. What happened during the, the party over there in New York? So we had this... An Italian organization, um, I think they're based in either New York or Jersey, one of the two places. They were so against about this party because the the game, Mafia 2, so they were saying that was giving the Italians a bad name. They protested right in front of the party and they even had a press conference. They had like local news media from (laughs) New York City. They were there while our listeners, they were there in line waiting to to attend the, the event they were just waiting for us to, to open the door and everything and they were wow. there dude the whole time just more exposure more exposure more exposure, more exposure. yeah so it was like all right whatever you know just let them do their thing you know so that helped us big time and yeah that was like a crazy crazy ride <laughs> well how do you how do you plan a party for a thousand people like what's like do you have to get insurance for that i mean no because i mean the venues they're they they handle all that stuff, you know. Um, we rent the venue. Sometimes we'll have like open bar. So mm-hmm. People could, you know, drink whatever they want for like a good hour or so. It's just another way for people to just come to the park, come to the park. And then I mentioned we also have giveaways every hour. You know, at the end, we're going to give the big giveaway. We'll right. give away some, uh, some video game consoles or something. And we have live performances too. So at the same time, we have gamers that come, listeners, and there's some... They're just curious or they know me or my crew, they'll come or they know the people that are going to be performing at our show, too. So just a combination of all that stuff helps us to get the word out about the party. And at the same time, once they see that, it will make them subscribe to the podcast and learn more about us and and so on. You know, the most important thing is for them to come and see what we do behind the scenes, you know. Right. And, and every one of these is an opportunity to bring value again. It's, I, I want to have a really cool party. I want to have people playing. Exactly. I want. But what's going to, like, the videos that I show at the presentation, mm-hmm. what was the thing that I was showing? The crowd. They were excited. Mm-hmm. They were screaming. They were jumping. They were. I want them to talk about this because they had a great, great time. You know, they've never seen this before. And. And yeah, it just goes around, man. You know, it, it goes around. So, well, and I know a lot of people, you know, on YouTube talk about gaming and things like that. Why? Because you're you're in now with like Microsoft. You're in with all these different, you know, EA Sports and things like that. Mm-hmm. What were you doing different? Do you think that maybe some of the people, other people, weren't? I think I was just being me, man. I, I wasn't doing anything different or anything. It was just being me and. I feel that we are very influential in the gaming community. So a lot of these um, gaming companies will contact us. They will fly us to like different places around the world or across the country for us to get to see their games. Okay, they want us to talk about their games on our show. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, last year, I get an email from EA Games. And they were like, look, we would like to invite you to Sweden. Because we want to show you the first Star Wars game that's coming out this year before the movie comes out. And I was like, okay. So I went to Sweden. And 
we it wasn't like us interviewing them or anything they just wanted us to see the game and just give them feedback you know because wow. they know that we're very influential so 20 people around the world got invited to the studio i was the only podcaster there everybody else was like youtubers or live streamers and all of them are influential too so they show us the the trailer and we just sat there and, and, and talked like we were there all day at the studio, all day. And it took us around around Sweden and stuff. And then later that year, uh, two of my co-hosts went to London for another game called uh, Assassin's Creed. And same thing, you know, so we travel a lot throughout the year, uh, throughout the year, a lot, a lot. So. Yeah. And, and a, a trip to Sweden is not a bad thing. No, that was my first time in Sweden ever. First time. And I loved it. It was awesome. Very and that was all they paid for the whole thing. They paid for the whole thing. Now, here's the thing that I feel that is very important to. Yeah, I get all these trips. I get all these games. We always mention that to our community because we build that trust. I don't want them to feel like, man, are they giving this game a great review because they got all this stuff for free? That was going to be my question. What happens when somebody gives you a game and you're like, yeah. No, well, we, we talk about it. They, put it this way. There's people that we know in the gaming industry that tell us straight up, please tell us the good, the bad, because we want our product to be better. They don't like people that just says, yes, yes, greatest game ever. How's that going to help their product? How's that going to help the industry if everybody's just kissing booty, <laughs> you know? Right. But if you be yourself, that is going to make the community even bigger. More people are going to discover you. More people are going to trust you. You know, um, I give you a perfect example. What happened um, last year, my cousin, he's an Uber driver in New York. And he randomly picked up uh, uh, some young guy in, in downtown Manhattan. And he was driving around. And then he's, he, th- this guy was... um. His passenger was talking over the phone. He had like a bunch of games and stuff. And he started saying, oh, yeah, um, I bought this game. You know, Gamertag Radio mentioned it. Yeah, Godfrey. And, and my cousin was like, wait, 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 wait. Godfrey who? And, my, and the passenger was like, oh, Godfrey, Gamertag Radio gaming. You know, like, the, and my cousin was like, dude, that's, we're related, man. That's my cousin. <laughs> that's crazy. Small wow. world, man. You never know who's listening to your show, man. You never know. But see, he trusts us and he bought the game because he listens to our show. Yeah, that's it. And you can't, it, you know, it takes years to build that trust. Mm-hmm. It, it takes one, you know, all you got to do is lie one time and say, this is a great game when it's not. And it's over. Yeah. See, we yeah have a YouTube channel and everything there, but we're very influential because of our voice. Just with that, without showing any images, nothing, no video. People listen to us and they'll go to the store and buy it because they trust us. We build that relationship since day one. I mentioned, and I mentioned this so many times, podcasters, let your listeners be part of your journey. Because yeah. if you do that, you you guys are going to build something so cool, man, that they're the ones that are going to be spreading the word about your show, about you. That is super, super important to me, Dave. Super. Yeah. Like, obviously, this it sounds like this is now your job at this point. Yeah. I mean, I do this part time. Mm. I have a nine to five job. I'm happy with my job. You know, it, it, it's, it's crazy because every time I do a, a presentation, mm-hmm. everybody will ask me at the end, why are you still working? If you guys sign a deal with CBS radio right. and you're doing all this stuff, why not do this full time? Look, all my co-hosts, everybody has a job. We're happy with our job. And we do this on the side. We're happy how we're doing things now. And we're getting income from it too. If something happens that I have to quit my job, that's fine. I'll do it. But I'm I'm happy where I, where I have now, man. Super happy. Right. I'm getting paid to play video games. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> last year, you know, we signed a deal with CBS Radio. Now, and, how did that happen? Um, or did they just... How this, this is a very crazy random story. <laughs> but, okay. So... I was online on Twitter. It was our 10th anniversary that year coming up and stuff. And then I see CES. For those that don't know, CES is a uh, the consumer electronic show they have in 
in Las Vegas. I got to, I noticed that um, I can't remember somebody retweeted uh, one of the tweets from Play It. Oh, we announced Play It, the new podcast network for CBS Radio, and I was like, oh snap, this is cool. Then I'm checking. Wyclef is performing at the event and everything, and they're they're interviewing all their podcasters. And I went to the website, and it was all business and sports. And I was like, "Wait a minute, where's the gaming stuff, man?" So I hit them up, joking around on Twitter, I'm like, "Yo, where's the gaming stuff, man? If you like gaming, hit us up. You know, I have all our stats. We have everything. Just let us know." They hit me up, like, "Send me everything." And we'll talk. I'm like, all right. So I sent them an email and I was like, ah, they're not going to hit me up. And then a month later, it's crazy. This is the first time that iTunes put us on the front page of right, right next to cereal. That was like first time in 10 years. Dave, I am not joking. Within minutes, I get an email. All right, let's make this happen. We would love to have you guys to be part of play network. And I got excited. I talked to my crew. We thought about it, and I was like, look, we've been doing this for so long, just strictly independent. Let's take it to the next level. I think it, I think it's time. We talked for a while, and then we announced it a week before our 10th anniversary of Gamertag Radio last year. And we're now one of the top shows of their network. We're up there with like 60 Minutes and Taz and Rap Radar and Ric Flair and 48 Hours. We're pretty up there, man. So... You know, it's crazy. I started doing this using my tape recorder <laughs> with no equipment and look now where we're at. You know, like I feel that dreams do come true. It's up to us if we really want to take this level and just make it happen, you know. So, and another thing too, we're we're unique. We're us. We're just being us, man. And we're having fun with this. I'm still doing this like every week we record and I'm having a blast. You know, I have my crew. We motivate each other, and we're there for each other. We're we're more than friends. We're like a family. So, um, well, have you had the same crew the whole eleven years? No, I had different different people. Some stay longer than others. Some also got uh, jobs at, in the gaming industry. So it was like <laughs> they had to leave the show because they just got a job within the you know the gaming industry. So um, some they started having you know kids and stuff. So that kind of like. It was like really, really hard for them to to record or be babies, part man. I'm telling you, they are the the death of podcasters, <laughs> man. They're so needy, and they're just it's all about them. It's like, yeah. oh. but see, Dave, I f- <laughs> that's one of the things that I noticed that people will say that the biggest issue that they have is time. And mm-hmm. look, I have a full time job. I have this part time on the side with Gamer Tag Radio. I have my own thing. I have a girlfriend too. You know, right. and I love to hang out with my family, but I have a schedule. That's the thing. Have a schedule. Once you have that schedule, it's going to help you out. So Thursdays we record Saturday morning. I wake up early. I'll edit and I have time to just chill the whole weekend. Then on Monday I record again because we release two episodes every week. We used to release an, one episode per week. So it depends on your schedule. You 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 have the right schedule. It's gonna help your show. It's gonna help you be more organized with everything. You know. So what is something you used to do that you there's just no way you're doing it anymore? Because I think part of that you have to have the discipline to say no to stuff. That's a that's a great question. I think there's some times that I really don't want to record because I'm mm-hmm. so stressed or tired. But my crew they motivate me or. I, I see all these emails that we're beginning of listeners that that they listen to our show from everywhere, from all over the world. I get, I remember there was one guy that called us from Australia. He called our voicemail. He's like, I don't care how much I have to pay. I'm just calling because I want to be on the show. Wow. So like little things like that, it just, it makes me like, man, I want to continue and just, you know, and then the opportunities that we'll be getting like with CBS and then all these gaming companies that contact us. Yeah. You know, like for us to check out their games and stuff and just a combination of all that stuff, man, will make me just want to record more, man. You know, so uh, I still feel like the same kid from back in 2001. Still, (laughs) still, I feel the same way, man. I have a defender, you know, (laughs) so. Well, the one thing, speaking of playing games, we got to hit the story where uh, 
Microsoft let you the, the thing where you end up with a, a very rich person. Mm. Back in 2001, this is like right after two months after 9-11. Um, I found out that Microsoft was going to be in town because they were they were going to promote their their new video game console. And this is their first time of them like getting into gaming and stuff. So this is like something really, really big for them. So they rented out this place in New York in downtown. And I showed up because I heard it was a 48 hour competition. Whoever has the most points throughout the 48 hours will get a, a free trip to Cancun. They get a Jeep. Um, they get money. Uh, they get free games, a bunch of stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. But I'm going to take my video camera and my tape recorder because I want to record some interviews from my show. So I was there with my brother. So I started recording the crowd. The people were in line. They were really, really hyped. And then I went up to Microsoft and I asked them, is it possible for me to get a, a media badge for my internet radio show? They looked at me kind of crazy, like, internet radio show? What? what? And... <laughs> So they gave it to me. I had no business card. It was like so ghetto, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so then um, it's crazy. Then after that, I started recording interviews and I was going to the VIP lounge and everything. And I went to, well, I went up to one of their um, employees that were promoting the Xbox and I interviewed I interviewed Microsoft to be on the show. Um, that was something cool. I was super nervous. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I recorded everything on cassette. So then... I was there for 48 hours, Dave. I didn't sleep anything. I was eating Taco Bells because Taco Bell uh, sponsored the event. So I was eating quesadillas throughout the whole weekend. <laughs> and so then at the end, they surprised us. They were like, all right, everybody's getting a free console. You know, it was um, only 15 of us out of a thousand people that stayed. I was super tired. So then, um, then Nintendo came to town. Same thing. I recorded them, recording a bunch of people. They came like a week after Microsoft. Then a couple of days later, I get a call from Microsoft. Danny, we're going to have an event in downtown. We would love for you to come and be part of the event. And plus, you have the console. Nobody has it. We would like for you to talk about it through the media. I was like, all right, I'll go. So this is the time where I don't know if you've been to uh, Toys R Us in Times Square. But this is when Toys R Us was still under construction. So Microsoft had to get special permission from the city of New York for them to have this event in New York and Times Square. So I showed up. Um, they completely shut down Times Square. It was like all green. They had like logos everywhere. Right. I go inside and they put us, they, they took us downstairs and they told us, oh, you guys are going to be playing with Bill Gates. Don't, don't submit your resume. <laughs> it's, right. it's like I'm joking around. He's like, just be yourself. Have fun. You guys are going to be talking to the media and you're going to be playing with Bill Gates and all of you are going to meet him. I was like, all right. So I got to meet Bill Gates, a kid that just started recording this on a tape recorder. <laughs> and I got this huge opportunity back in 2001. Wow. So did you beat him? Uh, yeah, he's not really a gamer gamer. Yeah, I was going to say, I would think that would be- he's not a gamer like that, but he was cool. He was, we were playing um, like family games, party games, stuff like that. Um, right. and we had a great time. You know, he was really, really cool. One thing that happened though, which I never talked about this at, at my presentations and stuff, but you know, I had my tape recorder, you know me, I have to have that everywhere. So I had it and the media was asking him questions so I took my tape recorder. I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask questions too. So I thought it was okay. So I, I started recording and stuff. And I asked, I can't remember what I asked him. And he, he was like answering my question and everything. One of his PRs got to see it. She came, took my tape from a recorder uh-huh. and never gave it back to me, man. She's like, no, you can't record. I was like, oh my God, it was a great interview too, man. You know, it was <laughs> me and the media and it was, I'm the only person recording it, you know, but. Yeah, that was something. That was a yeah, you tried, man. I you know, tried. <laughs> I tried. That is awesome. Well, how long does it take you to like put together a show? It takes a while, man, because um, we all record locally because we use Skype. We have the same same mic, same recorder, and everything. So we all record locally, and we do a countdown. And then when I start editing, I sync it so it sounds like we're like in the same studio. Um, that's one. So it takes me like a good, depends, uh, an hour or two, an, an episode. Now, if it's um, like an event, let's say I go to LA, we go to CBS Radio LA, the studio over there. Um, I book it for like the whole week. And we could also record 
at their studios anywhere across the country we could record so um, nice. that's a lot easier because i really don't have to edit that much but also cbs help us out too with uh, the whole editing thing too man so if we don't have i guess the other thing that that i'm just never thinking how how cool is your job that like how often are you going hey i gotta go to you know cancun this weekend to play video games and then i'm going to they switzerland love they love it here's the thing dave like you know they they seen how i started and the opportunities i've been getting they're okay with it i i travel i've been traveling a lot um i take my vacation days just to travel for all these events um and also one day i get to work and i get a call danny what's up hey can you come up upstairs uh, i would like to ask a couple questions it was one of my friends my co-worker i was like all right i go up she told me to go to the conference room I go inside the conference room. I thought it was only going to be her. There was 20 people there. And I was like, uh, what the hell's going on here? Right. <laughs> so I go inside and they're like, oh, don't get nervous. Don't worry. Come, come. We'd like to ask you a couple of questions. We're like, yeah, sure. So I sat down and they're like, hey, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? I was like, yeah. I told them about everything about our history, whatever. And they're like, do you speak Spanish? I go, yeah, I speak Spanish, but I, I feel comfortable speaking English, you know? They were like, okay. And then they were like, do you have listeners like in Latin America? I said, yes, we have listeners everywhere from Brazil, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, everywhere. So like, okay, all right, not just it. That's it. We just want to ask you a couple of questions. We'll talk later. I was like, okay. So I left, I closed the door and I hear everybody clapping like, yes, yes, this is awesome. And I was like, what in the world was that? Man? <laughs> what was that? So then I hit up my friend that called me. I was like, what was that about? That was very strange. He was like, well, Danny, we would like for you to have your own show for Discovery, the for Discovery Channel, but it's the same thing you're doing now with Gamertag Radio, but it's going to be about you recommending games to our audience, and it's going to be uh, on the website of Discovery Channel, Latin America, and also Brazil. Don't worry. We'll translate it. We'll put subtitles and everything in in spanish and also portuguese i was like what so i had my own show on discovery channel on their website stuff i did it for like a year so i was doing that i was doing gamer tag radio and i was doing my full-time job at the same time crazy so yeah i did that for a year and that was a crazy experience and we also did like a a tv promo so it, it they aired it all over discovery everywhere like latin america and stuff so but see, what? you never know who's listening. You never know what could happen. And it's not planned. It just happened. And it's because I think it's just the energy, man. You know, having the right people in your team, positive people. Forget about that nonsense, negative crap going on. If you work hard, opportunities are going to come. You know, That's just it. you can't force it. Just let it happen. Well, and the other thing is, anytime you had an opportunity, you jumped on it. You you had the tape recorder right there and you jumped on it. Yeah, you were ready exactly. to go. Exactly. And it wasn't like, well, I, I, I would go to this, but I don't have this and I need the right mic. And it's like, nope, here we go. Yep. This will be good enough. Let's go. Put it this way, Dave. I had a video camera with me almost every day back in the 90s with me. Now, at that time, people were looking at me crazy like, why do you have a video camera? You're like, why are you recording? But now, everybody's doing that with their smartphones now. You know, so... Like you never know what type of content you will get if you have your 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 recorder with you, man. You never know what could happen, man. Well, the other thing I, I wanted to ask you about, because um, I asked my Facebook group, I'm like, what would you guys ask them about? They're like, we need to know about the crew. So, and what they mean by that is obviously you guys are successful. You have some money coming in. How did you set that up? Because that could always be a source of, of uh, frustration or whatever. If somebody thinks they're getting dissed and things like that. How did you set that up uh, to where mm-hmm. to avoid that? Yeah, we've been good with that, man. Like I said, it's having the right people with you. You know, like, like I said, we're like family. We basically have funds for, for our web, for our website, the podcast, if we have to travel and stuff. And we have funds that for, for us. So, you know, like I'll give you a perfect example. I really don't talk about this that much, but like we had, enough money that we could we took it for like ourselves mm-hmm. um and we you know got like stuff for like for ourselves for the family for christmas you know we worked really really hard last year we had zero vacation we right. had an episode every single week and then we started doing 
uh, two episodes every week, you know. So yeah, like our funds, we're we're really really happy with the stuff that we we have gotten, like money wise, and and we do it the right way, man. It's not something. As long my crew, all of us, were happy with what right. we have and and the and and how we're gonna split it or so on. That's it. That's it. That's all it matters, you know. And it sounds like the the transparency there is a big key yeah. too. Because if you if if everybody doesn't know what's going on, then it's like, well, I think so and so is getting a bigger cut. Sounds like you're just you nah. put it out on the the open and you just said, here's what's gonna happen, and everybody approves what's going on. Yeah. And see, and and we're we've been good with that, man. Like you know, last year I had a very old uh, Mac MacBook. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, I want to, I want to invest on a pretty good uh, laptop now. So I bought a brand new MacBook Pro, super fast. Like, you know, I, I see that as an investment, you know, and I feel like we're going to grow even more, you know, uh, throughout this year and so on. So, and they they did the same thing. We bought, you know, audio equipment. Everything. Like, I feel that we should invest that money for, to make the podcast even better. And then the rest will take it for us. I feel that if you don't do that, if imagine me still recording with a tape recorder in 2016, you know, so it's like you have to invest slowly, man. It took it took some time for me. Like, that's the thing that I feel that we should do is have patience, man. You know, I feel that the people, they want to see results right or right away. And that's that's why a lot of podcasters quit. Because they don't see results, they they feel like, man, my downloads number is not growing. You know, you know what? Get out of your house and go to events and meet people. You know, stop st- stop staying home and record. Like that's not enough. You got to do more than that. Engage, man. Engage. Well, that's the thing I love about your stories. I always tell people, how do you grow your audience? Well, number one, figure out who they are. Number two, go to where they are. Number three, make friends with them. And then number four, tell them about your podcast. And that's what you've done, basically from step one, that's what you've done. You know, you knew who your audience was and you're meeting them face to face. You build that connection. And then you're like, Oh, by the way, here's a flyer. Yeah. And see, (laughs) I I put all my energy on that. I didn't put all my energy on, man, I want to get 60,000 followers on Twitter or I want to be a new no worthy within the eight weeks. Like where the hell are these (laughs) things coming from, man? You know, I've done zero of that. Zero. Well, you use you use social media. I'm assuming. Yeah, little, of course. Right? I mean, I'm not. Right. I'm not old school. Like, I, oh, I, <laughs> I forget about social media. No, no, I have social media. You know, and I I try my best to engage with people there, or email, right. or voicemails. But, but you, you're just smart enough to know that the best, the most effective way is, you know, when you can tell the the eye color of your audience, you're you're doing something right. Yeah, you know, it's it's like you never know who's listening, man. You never no. know. I get I get emails from different video game companies in the gaming industry that they listen to our show. They love, like they love our content. You know, there's some that kids been hitting me up that they do presentations about us in high schools and colleges. Little things like that. Like you never know who's listening. You know, it's not. That's the thing. It's not planned. And the thing is, I feel that. Our voices is so powerful, man. We could change so many people's lives, man. It doesn't matter what type of content it is. You know, the important thing is you have to find your community. Forget about this whole marketing nonsense that's going on nowadays. Like, oh, you got to do this and that to get a certain amount of downloads. Nah, nah. Let it happen. Just let it happen. Yeah. Eventually, I, people I, are going to spread the word about you, you know? That's it. I saw a thing today where a, a guy put a post in a Facebook group that said, let's get a promo swap going on. Here's my show. Go over, rate and review my show and let me know when you did it. And I'll go, you know, put a link to your show and I'll rate and review it. You know, that to me is killing the space. By doing yeah. stupid nonsense like that, like, oh, you review me, I review you. That's to me is fake. You're not my, you're not my weekly listener. You're just going to post a review because I'm posting a review for your website, for your podcast. Like, how's that helping the space? I don't care if you're mainstream podcasts or independent. You know, we're all in, in this together. You know, with Serial last year, that helped That helped all of us too, man. You know, a lot of people say, oh, that's corporate nonsense. And it's like, nah, man. Like, yeah, they do their thing. That's cool. They're maybe not involved with the, the podcast community. That's fine. But you know what? 
by them doing that, it's going to open the doors and other people are going to discover podcasts and they're going to find you, Dave. They're going to find me. They're going to find, you know, I feel that when the doors open for someone, that's, that is going to help all of us. We're in this together, man. You know, but we have to do this the right way, man. That whole exchanging reviews and Twitter bombing, Twitter bombing and saying to people, Oh, you need to be a new, no worthy within eight weeks. And where, where are people getting all this nonsense from, man? Like I've never done none of that stuff. And we've been successful. Look at Glenn, the geek, he's doing his thing. And he didn't. He doesn't even care about that stuff. The whole new world. And he has more know sponsors. Then he has more sponsors than us. Yeah, you know. So I feel that little things like that is killing the space. And you know, I'm happy that I got inducted to the to the Hall Hall of Fame, uh, podcast Hall of Fame. And I feel that I want this space to grow even more. I'm gonna let my opinions out there, even if I'm gonna piss off a lot of podcasters because i feel that they're doing this the wrong way man and 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 this and it's frustrating man a lot of them are probably even taking advantage of you guys that don't know anything about podcasts you know that's what i tell people man listen to dave jackson listen to a podcast roundtable the feed or you know there's a lot of people that doing this the right way man and those are the ones that we have to spur the word about because they're the ones that are, are basically taking the space to the next level, man. Well, I appreciate that, man. And if, if you, that's why I wanted to have you on to, to share your story, man. Cause you went from 50 people that first party to a thousand to, you know, all over the, the CBS discovery. And it's just all about your community and promotion. That's it. Yep. Your, your community helps you make great content. And then it's, it's not enough just to have great content. You're out there promoting it and, and you're building your sales staff by tying into your community. So mm-hmm. if you want to, uh, Check out Danny. He is over at GamertagRadio.com. Anything coming up that we should know about over at Gamertag? Uh, well, June is a big month for us because we're going to LA for E3. We've been going there now for 11 years. It's a video game conference where companies promote their products that's coming out during the holidays or next year. So we're going to be there. Um, we've been talking with CBS Radio. You know, We're planning this for a very long time since last year. So I'm really, really excited for that. And I'm taking the whole crew, everybody. We're all going to go over there. Nice. So make sure to tune in. If you're a gamer, check it out. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And also, you could go to play.it forward slash gamertag. You can find us over there, too. Um, and we're everywhere. If you have Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, we're everywhere. So Awesome. Definitely. Well, thank you, my friend. I really do appreciate you taking your time out of your day. And uh, it's a great story. Thanks for the invite, man. I'm a huge fan, Dave. Huge fan. all right there you go what a guy check him out gamertagradio.com everything we talked about today you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash five zero six i think out of all those i love the fact that he knew he had to know what his audience's favorite music was he went and got those musicians brought them in and that brought more of an audience to then feed his podcast i love the fact he was handing out flyers i love the fact that he goes. He's not waiting for his audience to come to him. He's going to them. Love it. So thank you so much, Danny. Awesome, awesome guy. Looking forward to seeing him at Podcast Movement. Don't forget, use the coupon code SOP40 to save on that. Also, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks? Well, I've got to tell you, talk about listening to your audience. I've had so many people ask me, Dave, what do you think of Jim Edwards' podcast interview wizard? And I got to tell you, I'm going to go buy it. Thanks to everyone who's, uh, oh, especially thanks to Max Flight from AirplaneGeeks.com. I want to thank um, Joe Hicks, bunch of people. Thanks to um, SP from uh, the Gunny Geek Network and uh, from BetterPodcasting.com. A lot of people had sent in some really cool gifts and or just flat out huge donations to kind of get me over the hump here as I was in transitions from one job to the next. So thanks to all those folks. And uh, I'm going to go buy this thing, podcastinterviewwizard.com. Now, if you want, they have set me up with an affiliate program. So here again, being completely honest with your audience, podcastinterviewwizard.com slash SOP. But everybody's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, well, initial reaction is this looks pretty cool. I'm going to actually go buy it and I will let you know what I think about it next week, as well as I purchased the Coolcast player. This is a uh, WordPress plugin that really makes really pretty players, for lack of a better phrase, uh, on your website. So I'll be playing with those 
And I'll also be featuring some insights from you guys. A lot of people have really liked the last couple of episodes. Apparently, everybody loves to listen to me rant. So I was worried that was going to be boring. Everybody's like, no, that was awesome. What are you talking about? And uh, anything else that you would like to talk about, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com and uh, use the contact button. Any way you want to contact me there, uh, you can see it there. So thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget, School of Podcasting closes again very soon. If you want to join, now's the time to get in. Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER and save when you sign up. So until next week, class is dismissed. Thanks for listening. Take care and God bless.